Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. Um, my name's Nico Franks. I'm the editor of C21 Kids and a senior reporter at C21 Media. Uh, we're a UK-based publishing company writing about the TV business. Uh, before we start, um, I'd just like to say a big thank you to the sponsor for this session, uh, which is Tiger Aspect. And uh, the CMC depends upon the support of over 70 sponsors to help create such a lively and varied conference. And we are particularly grateful to Tiger Aspect for supporting this session. Uh, Tiger Aspect, as you all know, I'm sure, is the home of Mr. Bean, which now has over 100 million fans across all social platforms. In 2018, there were 20 billion minutes of Mr. Bean content watched across YouTube and Facebook. And next year is his 30th anniversary, uh, as it is mine. So maybe me and Mr. Bean should have a joint birthday party next year. Um, so we are at the uh, Meet the Commissioners VOD session, where we're going to hear firsthand what uh, these brilliant commissioners of content um, and acquirers are looking uh, to uh, add to their services uh, in 2020 and 2021, uh, what's worked for them in the past, what's, what they're looking for next, how they see their content evolving, and how to get in touch with your pitch ideas. Um, so I'll introduce the panel. So to my right, we've got Lucy Murphy, who is uh, with Sky in the UK. And next to her, we, uh, we've got Brenda Bisner, who's with Kadoodle TV. And also, this is the session with the companies with the most fun names. So, Kadoodle <laughs> TV there. Um, next to Brenda, we've got uh, Mika Hoynatska from Hopster. Uh, next to Mika, we've got Lydia Masibi from Bino Studios. And then, last but not least, Estelle Lloyd, who is with Azumi. And we're going to get straight into it. The format of this session is each panellist has 10 minutes to, um, one, kind of present and uh, talk about their company with a bit of Q&A uh, with me. And then after that, we'll have some more general Q&A with uh, a chance for you to uh, ask your own questions. And we're going to kick off uh, with Estelle. So go ahead, Estelle. Um, so um, nice to be here. It's always uh, lovely to uh, to be coming to to CMC. So, just as a quick reminder, and you will have seen from this reel, Azumi is offering a premium fun learning platform. Uh, we handpick uh, kids' favorite TV shows, hidden gems, and a library of games covering a pretty large spectrum in fact of topics from. Uh, fairly curriculum-based um, math and spelling games to puzzle endless runners and creative games. Um, and you probably will have seen it from the video, but we're very, very much focusing on games. Um, we, um, our games are, as, um, are equally important um, or as important as our video content. Um, in the past 12 months, just to go back a little bit, it's, we've, we've really picked up a trend on from parents on wanting to see more STEM uh, content and more social emotional learning uh, content in, in, in general and, and finding right places, reliable places to bring that in front of their kids. So we've been focusing on that a lot and I've brought a lot of um, social emotional uh, learning videos um, and um, and we've been actually amazed by the quality of the content that we've we have found on these topics just stretching it from just the learning to make it really fun through storytelling and um, and really creating beautiful things um, so 
Um, we've got some example of this in the app at the moment. So Millimis Questions is one, Treehouse Stories, uh, Storybots, Pigzoo, um, which all promote family, friendship, community values uh, through, again, storytelling and, and making it fun. Um, but the games are essential as well in, in those learnings for several reasons. Um, First, they are the number one driver of engagement in our product. So for that alone, we are very fond of our games and we are definitely looking to have more and, and continue our work in bringing them onto the product. Um, and they also illustrate and consolidate the learnings that we try to put in front of the kids with the videos that we have. Um, um, in, in the past uh, 12 months, in fact, we've done um, a, a lot of work around the user experience and around the game. So we've gamified um, the entire product. The entire Sorry, game. Estelle, because yeah. we're not seeing your slides on the big the, the, I don't have any slides. Sorry, okay, I'm, cool. I'm just talking. That's good. I'm then. just talking. Sorry, I saw I'm you clicking and I was like... talking at you. Yeah. Um, um, we've we've um, we've brought uh, uh, the gamification in the product as well, and that's been really fun to a uh, really fun piece of work to do. Um, we've only released version one of that, uh, and we've got great plans for this, the next versions of it. But it's essentially, if you think about it, making that um, engagement um, deep inside the the app and uh, enabling kids to to um, uh, personalize their experience as well and buying. Um, accessories for the avatars and then creating a word inside Azumi, which is their own word. So uh, that's something that we've been wanting to do for a long time. And we finally got the first version out um, and we, we're really, really quite pleased with um, with the way it looks. So, um, uh, And we, we've got uh, big plans to make this, um, this even more awesome. Um, uh, as far as um, you know, update goes um, in our world in Az at, at Azumi. A few months ago, we acquired um, uh, the game assets for from a U.S. company called Yogomi. Uh, that's a portfolio of about 200 games. Um, and they are fun mini games ranging from literacy, science, and maths to geography. Um, and they are super fun, um, and so we're really pleased to bring them onto Azumi uh, in the next 12 months. So that's going to be the next big um, development for us. Um, so games are and will continue to be a key differentiator for us, um, and, but that isn't to say that the consumption of video content on our platform isn't strong, and in fact, we are continuing to bring titles like Alvin uh, to really create that balance between um, recognizable favorite kids' IP to hidden gems to games. Um, last, last year, we haven't really done very much around commissioning. Um, it was really a year for us to invest in the product and in business development. We've launched our products into lots of new markets with our uh, partners, O2 and Vodafone being our main partners and then uh, creating new partners, relationships in the US with OTT and telcos um, companies out there. So we've actually grown our footprint quite a lot in the last 12 months, um, which has been great. But we are now thinking again about commissioning and creating some original content again. Um, two years ago, actually it was longer than that, three years ago, we launched two original series called um, Search It Up on Online Safety for Kids. Which was uh, which has been very popular and um, and great to have. We also created a series called Marvelous Makes, which is a beautiful premium-looking um, creative uh, video series um, to make beautiful things. 
and we're looking to actually create second series of, of, of each of these in the next 12 months. So still very much looking at uh, social emotional learning and also creativity. Um, and we are always looking obviously to, um, to interesting projects to um, align ourselves with particularly if they fit the values that we are looking for, for the content in, in general on our, on our platform. So, um, yes, always looking to, to have good chats um, with, um, with production partners and brands that would like to be to, to work with us um, on that. Thanks, Estelle. That's yeah, come join, join us back on here. So I've got a couple of minutes just to ask you a question or two. So would you agree that the main thing that differentiates Azumi um, from services like Netflix, for example, as an SVOD is its focus on games? Uh, yes, it's, it's, uh, it's games and it's also our um, curation approach, which is very, very much, again, on, on that sort of uh, positive content, content with, with values, you know, content that hopefully the kids will learn something. Um, yes. Pick, an, pick. an example of a show that's really, really working well mm. on the platform at the moment or a, a property, a games property. Well, that's a really, I mean, that's a really tough one. Um, it, I, I really thought for a while that the creative content was going to really not have a huge amount of longevity because once you've done an activity, when so Marvelous Makes, for example, is about creating beautiful things with uh, recycled materials. I really thought once you've done it, then why would you want to do it again? But it's actually been one of the most popular uh, video series on our platform and it keeps getting uh, a huge amount of engagement so it's it's great to see mm -hmm. so there's a bit of crossover with that kind of arts and craft uh, genre I guess that's yeah. so popular on YouTube it's it's also popular on well, I, I actually think to the point that when these things are really beautifully well produced they can also I, I do suspect and, and we can we, we got some good indications that that's the case that they are just watched for what they are, it's actually quite fascinating to see the whole project being made from 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 A to Z. And so, obviously, you launched. You, the UK was the first territory where you launched, and it's uh, so the cost is slightly less than Netflix, so it's four ninety nine a month. It is yes. And um, how about internationally and international ambitions? Um, so again, with uh, so. Uh, we work with partners. That's uh, been our main distribution. We um, bundled our app with um, the O2 family tablet in the UK. That's how we started uh, entering the UK market and building our footprint. Um, and then after that, we started working with Vodafone. So we're now part of the Vodafone Accelerator program, which is essentially helping us roll out into all of the 67 markets. Um, so we're now in certain countries in Africa, for example, in South Africa, in Eastern Europe. And we're looking at um, essentially all of the markets. So that's our um, international rollout plan with Vodafone. Uh, we're obviously talking to a lot of other partners as well. And the U.S. is is a big market for us at the moment. We we we're, we're growing quite quite fast there mm -hmm. at at the moment. Yeah. And just quickly and. Non-exclusivity on the content is fine for you. Uh, look, it's fine. I, I wish I could say that we are in a position to bring on exclusive content, but um, we're not. We're not there yet. Cool. Okay. Um, 
moving to you, Lydia, and Bino Studios. So, Lydia, you're uh, head of editorial yeah. at Bino Digital Network, which is part of Bino Studios. And uh, so that launched in 2016 yeah. to kind of bring that much-loved um, publishing property, Bino, uh, into the digital age. Um, so tell me a bit about your role and what you do. So um, my role is to work on producing content for our platform and also YouTube. So we produce a lot of short-form video content that you've seen there, a lot of games and quizzes. So I look after the content team that produce a lot of that in-house, as well as working on external commissions. And we should say, so unlike the other panellists who are services slash platforms you're mm. more of a you're a studio so you're not a service people don't subscribe to yeah Bino so everything Studios we do is free and, and it's mainly on bino.com and also youtube so yeah youtube which is mm. a, a controversial subject sometimes at the cmc and i know it's been talked about on panels all already today um mickey you were on one kind of debating the the pros and cons of working with youtube um how why did bino decide to to focus on youtube um, I, the reason why we decided to do it is that we have to be honest that the kids are there, that, you know, that's a platform that they're on. And if we want to be able to access them and speak to them, we need to go where they are. Um, and I think what we can offer as Bino is that we're a really trusted and known brand. So we are offering a safe space within YouTube that kids can use. Um, we do skew it. Our target is older than we would do on Bino.com for our YouTube content. Um, so we are we are targeting that, but we make it a suitable and safe environment for kids. Yeah, there's yeah there's different arguments, isn't there? I know Brenda and Mickey, yeah. you've got strong thoughts on this, but <laughs> there is that mm-hmm. argument of you know yeah being within something to try and improve it. Yeah, um, you know you could liken it to the Brexit debate. You know, is it better you to could. be within something <laughs> and try and help? Yeah, let's not go there. <laughs> but um, so yeah, so. Obviously, yeah, YouTube's really important, but you've also got a website where yeah. a lot of stuff ends up too. Yeah, yeah. So we, um, we've been publishing video content on our .com platform for the last three years. I think we've probably clocked up about 2,000 or so videos now across a really wide range of topics. Um, but at the moment, we're really focusing on sort of three topic areas on that. So that has come out of what we know has been successful and what we see from our insight that the kids are really enjoying. So we're focusing on animals content, gaming and movies as well at the moment. Okay. And... Why do you think those three... Well, <laughs> movies and gaming, it's kind of... You can see why they're popular. But how come animals... What, why do you think that's... Because they're always funny. Like, so if you see um, some of the clips that were in the showreel are some of um, our newer stuff and stuff that I really, really love that we do. So we have a strand called Secret Life of Animals where we take um, stock footage of animals and then we have a really talented team of comedy writers and animators so they do give them comedy voices, give them characters and animate over them. So you saw a zebra, a giraffe running around and pooing in someone's shoe. So it gives us an opportunity to talk about silly, fun stuff like that that really resonates with a whole range of ages with kids. Yeah, what, what would be the target demographic that you're trying to... Um, I think that's one that probably is the broadest. and it, So we um, focus on six upwards, so it, it covers those age groups. And obviously, so Bino Studios... As well as this, it's it's produced, still producing linear TV shows like Dennis and Nasher, yeah, unleashed yeah. for CBBC. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're very much yeah the digital side yeah. of things, um, and there's a few kind of. I guess, initiatives that you're working on at the Mm -hmm. moment. So tell me a bit about those. Yeah, so we've recently um, launched a creator search. So we're looking for some um, new talent for us to work with. 
Um, so we're looking for three people who we can sponsor to produce content for us. Um, and it's a really nice way to get um, more people involved and get different voices and fresh perspectives. Um, also in the past, we've done a thing called um, Vino Collective, where we worked with university students to reimagine some of our older IP, which was a really interesting and fun experience. So it's characters like Big Ego. We were able to sort of bring those back to life in a different way. So we're doing quite a lot to engage new talent and to find new voices that we can put out there. And, yeah, like you mentioned, the, the, there is that huge kind of catalogue library of characters from within the Beano universe from... How many years? Is it eight, over 81. 80? 81. It was our 80th yeah. last year, yeah. Um, are you also looking for kind of third... Is there opportunities for third-party producers to kind of pitch ideas and things yeah, like that? Yeah, potentially. That's something that... Um, we've obviously a TV studio as well, and that's something that we're looking at at the moment. Um, so we're looking at what we can do with our IP that we, we haven't used at all. But, yeah, I think we're always open to hearing more ideas from there. And when we were talking on the phone before the panel, you mentioned uh, the Beano brain, which yes. I thought... Was really interesting. To it talk. sounds really grand, doesn't it? Yeah, I would yeah. like to think there is a brain in the office that does all this. But um, so, Vino Brain is the name for our collective insights that we do, which really powers that everything we do at Vino. And it, there's a few things that go into that. Mostly, it's our trend spotters who are a panel of I think we've got about twelve kids at the moment that we speak to on a weekly basis to get qualitative research from them. And we build relationships with these kids. We talk to them for a long period of time. And they tell us what they're watching on YouTube, what's happening in the playground, what's happening in their lives. And that governs and inspires everything we do. So we, know, we can see trends sort of as they're emerging. And also we can understand how and why kids like certain things, which is really helpful. So we know how we can start treating things or talking about events that are happening. Um, so it's been really, really amazing, really fun, because because we're digital, we can respond very quickly to that. So we're able to turn around content within a week or so around those topics. So it just makes us feel like we are really relevant to what's going on in kids' lives. Cool. And so what would be an example of something you learned last week from the Beano Brain? Oh, no, what happened last week? Oh, you know what's really interesting is um, Old Town Road, if you know that. So if you, oh, yeah. Yeah, if you can get past it. Um, so we started getting mentions of that with the kids, and um, it was one where I kind of suspected it might get picked up by them because it's, like, so novelty and it's got a really catchy hook. Um, so that was one that was coming up and they were doing a lot and they were, like, saying things like, oh, there's this song, something about horses in the back. I don't really know what's going on. So um, that's been the newest trend that we've seen emerge. And I was having a little look on the Beano you know, Studios channel. I think there's already a kind of spoof video of yeah, so using <laughs> that song, but with Spider-Man. Which yeah, is so as part of our movies and stuff, we're doing a lot of comedy sketches and a lot of parodies. So what we did was we took Old Town Road and we applied it to Spider-Man. Um, some of, the, I think, footage from the new trailer. Um, because Spider-Man seems to cry a lot. So the joke is, I can't stop crying. And it's all this bad stuff that keeps on happening. And it's just really silly, and there's lots of fun animation on it. But it was just a nice way to kind of do have more fun with the movie, as well as reference things that kids are seeing right now. So it's all, yeah, about reacting basically as quickly as possible to, yeah. to what's going on. Um, what advice would you have for people, you know, in the room when working with YouTube? You know, what are some of the key things to remember? Um, I think key things to remember are how you, um, how you can connect with your audience and get a personality across, because that's where we see a lot of success, where we have a personality there that the audience can connect with. 
and really thinking about who that is and how it relates to kids and their lives. So we often use presenters and we think of them as we want them to kind of be the cool older sibling. So it's that kind of, there's an aspirational quality there. So that's really important to think about. And also, if there's anything that you can do that's trend-led. So I often think um, with YouTube is thinking about what the motivation for search is. So if a kid's sitting there, what are they going to type this week? What is motivating them to do that and look for more? Um, and sort of tapping into that means that you can get stuff that's more likely going to be served up. And you briefly mentioned animation. So in yeah. terms of the, the animation that you're able to do compared to the animation that Beano Studios does with the linear TV channels, obviously those are like high-end TV series. But yeah. when you're approaching animation, how do you do it? Um, so we have a really talented team that we work with in-house and we have a couple of guys who are really good at animation and they come from a background of doing their own comics actually. So it's very hand-drawn animation over the top of moving footage. It's very slow and tedious, um, but the results are really lovely. So it's, it's, a, it's a different style, a different feel, but it feels very digital, very homemade, which I think gives it its charm. Cool, okay. Uh, Mickey, let's talk about Hopster. Cool. I'll have to go up there. Go ahead. <clears throat> so, welcome to Hopster. Uh, I have only a few slides, don't worry. Um, so, Hopster is a beautiful, safe and inspiring place for preschool children, a digital space. Um, and we have launched already, maybe um, four years ago, we have all types of content, everything based around the curriculum. We are available um, in over 100 markets worldwide in six languages. And we are very proud that for the first time, a digital, uh, pure digital channel was nominated for BAFTA as best channel. So that was really great. Um, so we are a mostly a tech company, but we're an ethical tech company. And we have this one mission, so we want to really make screen time a win-win for kids and parents. And we do it through by helping kids learn through the stories they love. And we still know that a lot of parents are worried about screen time, so we want to make sure that when kids are watching Hopster, they spend their time well. And for the kids, we want to make it easy to use, beautiful and safe. Uh, and we're all doing this through following our digital curriculum. So we take it quite seriously. So all our content decisions are, um, uh, are informed by this curriculum. Um, there's more detail around it, but basically these are our six uh, areas that we do. We have a head of learning on staff who always reviews all our content, books, music, or games as well. And our learning philosophy is based on discovery learning. So it's about the kid to discover the content around them. Um, and I was in a previous session and there was a talk about how stories are really have a really huge impact and that, that the stories should be helpful. So I think that's what we're trying to do. Um, so really help kids uh, thrive in the connected world. Um, so I'm going to show a sh short clip of a show we have produced last year and uh, premiered this year. It's uh, the way we work very often with creators. They come with an idea and we produce a short um, series, so this was six episodes, and then based on how it really performs, we can then go into a full series. So together we're working with 
uh, Ireland to produce this into a full-blown show, uh, serious, uh, but right now, a short, a short trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, how would you like it if you ruined your football game? How would you guys feel if you were babies? Would you guys help me with my drawing? Sure thing, Jean. Isn't teamwork wonderful? Fairy godmother. Fairy godperson, if you please. <laughs> oh, we absolutely love the show and we like the visuals and it's fun and it's sweet and it's really positive content. So what is what is next? So we have commissioned a study with David and I can't show you the results yet because we're just finalizing the report that will be out there. So we looked at the top 50 kids um, shows in the UK and that would help, uh, help us rate them based on those factors. So how are disabilities represented? What about BAME? What about gender stereotyping or objectifying of, of, of females? Um, what about social LGBT? And out of this research, quite a lot of interesting conclusion came. Um, came. And we are going to use this um, for, to inform our programming strategy. So what type of content would be you looking for in the future is content that actually represents the world um, because we believe it's really important um, as a platform or as a, my, I'm a parent as well, but as a brand to actually introduce important topics to preschool children because the earlier we do it, the less likely it is that they will grow up and have any prejudice to any of those teams. Um, so, um, so while we are not perfect and um, we are just starting, we decided to write down a pledge. And there's a lot of words, but basically what we're trying to say is we are going to make we are going to make all Hopstar originals accessible. We're going to create originals that constantly challenge stereotypes, and represent minority groups, and these are the shows we're going to be licensing and commissioning. And when I talk about diversity, it's not diversity on screen, but the diversity of the creators as well. Um, and type of content we would love to see is, is um, a girls football team winning the championship. We didn't make it yesterday, it was a great game, but it was a great moment and it would be great to have something like that. Um, we will also, we are open to work with other broadcasters and creators to make sure that it can, we can bring this to the, the content that really shows the real world and that we can together um, raise the bar, I would say even a little bit. And uh, so to show that we are not just writing things down, we started this year. So um, last year we wanted to support um, Pride and it turned out there is no content out there. Uh, there are some books, but no actually really videos. So we, took a small step and uh, created our own originals um, together with Cloth Cut Animation and Picnic Studios and found some other content as well. 
So yes, yeah, so it's live on Hubs right now. We also had screenings with Picture House um, around the country and the response has been really, really positive. We have some wonderful feedback from families. We also got some quite negative comments, but we were quite prepared for it. Um, but that's what we started with. Um, and that's all from me. Um, Ellen, who is in the auditorium. Ellen, show yourself. There is Ellen. So I'll have to run off after this meeting, so please find Ellen to, to ask her more questions. Thank you. Thanks, Mickey. Yeah, that's brilliant that you're kind of embedding those LGBTQ plus themes into the kind of identity of, of Hopster. We work with a, with a charity called Diversity Role Models, so they really helped us uh, shape the language, what the team should be. It is not content about sex or sexuality, it's about uh, positive relationship, adoption, same-sex parenting and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned being open to working with traditional broadcasters and I was just wondering, have you found it more challenging to do that recently as traditional broadcasters, kind of their VOD strategies become more concrete because obviously if you want the SVOD rights mm. and they want the SVOD yeah. rights that's that might not always yeah. work well we, we still started to see a bit of more exclusivity happening or some um, some content being bought by one of the other SVOD platforms but that's why we are looking into investing more than our original content as well um, so yeah, we call it Hopster Studios and we start quite small so as I said before we start with short episodes to try if it works. Uh, it's almost like in a game production. We do an MVP, minimal viable product, get it out to the kids and the parents. If it works, we'll produce more. But we, yes, we already, um, our first original two-minute tales, we have two seasons, we'll go in the third one. We got sales in Australia, Germany, and it, so we recouped already the budget. So it's pretty good. So I suppose that's an opportunity for other producers and distributors to work with you on, on yeah. shows like that. Yeah, yeah. It's a, if, you, if you have a really good idea and it will work on short form and you want to try it out, then what we do is we like almost like an incubator in a way for ideas. And the same happened with, with Saturday Club. Um, and we tried it and it worked. We loved it. So we're doing more. And you've also got investment from Sony Pictures Television Networks. Uh, that, that was, happened a few years ago, didn't it? So is there, in terms of how that relationship works... How does it? There's, we have uh, the one of the investors, so we don't really work closely in terms of content strategy. So it doesn't impact our choices. We are an independent company. Cool. Uh, at the halfway point of this session, I was just wondering if there's any questions for Mickey, Lydia or Estelle at this point? I don't see so any hands covered going everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll open it up to questions later on as well. So... Now we're going to hear from Brenda from Kidoodle.tv. Hi. So excited to be here. This is my first CMC, so I am technically a virgin to this. Um, I'm lucky that my slides made it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I, I brought a presentation to give a visual demonstration of everything that I'm about to say. Um, Kadoodle TV started in 2012, which was a very different time in the market. And we began as an SVOD platform and quickly realized that that wasn't the temperament of the market, uh, in our opinion. So uh, we are an AVOD service, uh, a video platform reaching children under 12 in over 140 countries. 
We are a safe streaming platform. If you're going to tweet something or post it, <laughs> hashtag it, please. I'm trying to trend it. Um, we take it really seriously. We actually have the trademark, and it's an entire strategy of our company, um, which I'll get more into as we talk. Uh, the why for us was really about safety for kids. Obviously, YouTube is not safe for children, and we wanted to create a digital playground that was safe for children. Uh, it's very important to understand we are a tech company. We're not a content creation company. We are a bunch of very smart, not me, <laughs> well, uh, Mensa geniuses. Um, anyway, um, I would need to go back one slide if I can, or it's now broken, the why. And next I'll go to our because. Um, it's because of this. YouTube is not for children. It says so right there in their terms and conditions. Um, obviously a bold move to put this up on a screen where there might be someone from YouTube here, but it's true, and we know what's happening right now. It's a dark alleyway full of drug addicts. If you know me, this is my party line. Um, and it is. And uh, if you have a child under 13, um, they shouldn't be there. And it is six clicks away from harm. It is a moral decision we make as content creators and industry executives by putting our content on a place that is not for children. It is a choice that we're making, and that's completely fine, and we're here as another option. Um, we are a safe place. We're family-focused, and we're partner-focused. Um, a couple things that set us apart is that, you know, we're obviously COPA, GDPR, safe streaming. We take, again, safety to another level, uh, and we're all humans, not algorithms. Everything goes through me, and then it goes through a QA team that is arguably very tough. Half my, half my conversations per day are about context. Did they poop on you or poop next to you? <laughs> um, so, you know, the way you uh, access Kadoodle, right? We all talk about poop. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> You're welcome. I feel I saw some people sleeping, so maybe now they're awake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kadoodle, you access us via connected TVs. One of the first things we did, and you know, we were quiet for a few years, is we were partnering with telcos all around the world, which gives us a major point of entry. Um, we're accessible via Roku, Apple TV, LG, Samsung, Amazon Fire. If there's a platform coming, we're going on it. Um, we're in 140 countries, like I said. English is always our first language. We hear often that people are using it to learn English. Um, and this year, we're expanding even more into Italy and Spain, which is very exciting because that's an additional 24 million devices <coughs> and a place to put your Italian and Castilian language <laughs> content. Um, some of our offering is, is our offering is pretty expansive. I have over 11,000 episodes of content from all of our friends in the business. I have been sourcing catalogs from companies like Nelvana, Millimage, Spinmaster, Wowie, and of course looking at partners like the Moonbugs of the world that are going on YouTube and buying brands, taking that content, which on YouTube it's very transparent how it's doing, what it's doing, and putting that same content onto Kadoodle. So the best way to understand us is a safe alternative to YouTube. If you have content on YouTube that's already out there in a place that's not meant for children, take that same content and you put it onto Kadoodle. Our deal terms are non-exclusive AVOD and SVOD. I asked for SVOD because we do offer that option. Maybe five parents actually sign up because of subscription fatigue. Um, you know, if you do want to sign up, you can. You don't have to pay also. We can, you know, put that little timer on so the thing stops. But I, I, and that's a whole other conversation. Anyway, um, within the offering, though, I do ask for non-exclusive AVOD, SVOD, and I offer a 30-day out clause. To put it into a relationship analogy, it's an open relationship and we can break up at any time and I'm not going to turn into the psycho ex-girlfriend. Um, 
I do this for a reason because it's another alternative. We're a newfound revenue stream in the business. Um, a lot of these providers are actually doing more on our platform than they do on YouTube. And the reason for this is because we have a set CPM rate. We're not an arbitrary algorithm that's going to change at any moment and then dramatically affect your bottom line. It's going to stay consistent. To put Sorry, that into what does CPM stand for? Yeah, it's a cost per meal. So for every thousand views, you make your CPM. Um, and in certain territories, not to pick on Africa, but I'm not making that CPM there. But I'm still paying my content provider that. So it's a consistent flow. And you know, we also have a social strategy department. What you put into digital is what you're going to get out of digital, and that's the world we're living in. So if you're not coming with a social strategy or any type of marketing to that millennial mom who has these children under 12. Um, or maybe a little older than a millennial mom, um, then, you know, it's going to do whatever it's going to do. But when you do come and you do partner with us, um, things are going to dramatically change. For example, Spin Master with Bakugan or Wowie with Fingerlings, you know, they're major toy companies. They're trying to sell toys. So when we do something, we push that it, it goes together. Sunny Bunnies, we did a nice Easter um, conversation with that. It's a hit show on Disney. I'm planning a holiday spectacular, name to be determined, uh, where we'll be celebrating the joyous month of December uh, with all the great holiday specials, which is always something that I'm interested in, holiday specials, because it's a conversation. It's a reason to have a social strategy. It's also a reason to drive eyeballs to your content. Um, so our TV experience, this is kind of what it looks like. Um, Mo Long there, adorable show, fun for all ages. Um, I was really strategic in the programming of the channel when I sat down in the war room and really defined what our age brackets actually meant um, because I wanted to make sure that little baby bum was not coming on next to Bakugan and scaring the crap out of a two-year-old. It was important to me. <laughs> um, expansion plans for us. You know, obviously, this is a commissioner panel. Um, we are a channel for children. Um, and right now, what I'm looking to do is change the entire landscape of how content is being done. The linear space is obviously in a challenge, and we're in a culture shift right now in our business. And Kadoodle has come in to be a safe alternative to YouTube and to give providers another place to go, to give families another place to put their children that is safe and actually made for them, uh, that is adhering to the COPA compliancy laws and regulation that we desperately need to be talking more about. Um, and as YouTube looks uh, to remove content for children on the platform, hundreds of providers will lose money or go out of business because of that. So what are they going to do? Um, and that's where this conversation comes in. Um, this is a, an ad that you probably have seen, C21. I, I keep putting it in your magazine. Thank you. Um, it, this is a great demonstration of what I'm talking about because it is dire. It is dangerous place for children. It only takes a second for things to go wrong and streaming is no different. And we haven't really had a lot of conversation about safe streaming. What does that mean? How does that look in a household? We're not really teaching those rules yet because it's something that you know, we're doing. It's not going away. We're all streaming, right? We're not sitting just down in front of a, a, a television like we did, right? It's We're engaging. We're doing it on multiple devices while doing many other things. Um, so separate and apart from being on tour and talking on all these panels in the industry and educating about what we're doing for safety with children is I'm also creating what I'm calling a mom army um, so that every single mom will know that there is a place for their kids that is safe and what does it mean to be safe so that if you're on the playground and there's another mom with YouTube on her phone, that's a conversation that's going to be had by another parent um, because there needs to be understanding. And for a long time, mom didn't know there was another option uh, for her kids. So, um, and apart from that is foundation work about um, safe streaming because 
I'll get two things is I totally hear what you're saying, but Johnny's addicted to YouTube and that's where we've gone wrong. <laughs> Why are they in charge of that decision? <laughs> anyway, so, um, you know, safe kids shows curated by real people. Again, humans, not algorithms. I say this a lot in pretty much any press I do is when you cross the street, you hold your child's hand and that's what we're doing. When kids are on YouTube, they're running in the middle of the street, bottom line, plain and simple. Um, that's my email. I don't have any cards, so if you'd like to contact me, <laughs> uh, I am one person. I close about five deals a week. Um, I'm trying to be as vocal about it and press as possible, taking on all these large brands. It's been really exciting. Our team is growing tremendously, and like I said, 11,000 hours of content. And you know, the expansion into Italy and Spain this year is pretty big. So, back to the commissioner conversation, you know, and changing the landscape. It's it's looking at the content that's doing well. You know, we have a whole entire section about gaming. There's gamers, and it's obviously a huge trend on YouTube. Um, you know, we don't take anything that's not safe, right? So that means I don't have any games with guns. But there's a lot of influencers, a lot of very popular games. Uh, gamers and uh, that content is not very well made, right? So I'm looking for something that falls in that sector to be very specific. I'm also looking for brands that are coming to the table with a technology component that's proprietary. Again, we are a technology company, so that's something we can assist in. Um, I'm also not looking for a 50 to 11 minute with a $3 million budget. Absolutely not happening. I want to change the way it's going to be done because we can. We're also fast. I say we are in a moment business, not a minute business. So we can make decisions very quickly. Um, and I'm not looking to engage in a three-year conversation about feelings. It's almost like finding a mate at this point, because whatever our first thing is that we come out with is going to have a lot of attention and, you know, hopefully create a bigger conversation and, and, and again, feed into that culture shift of what we're going through right now. Um, so I feel like I hit it all. There's a video I'd like to show, um, just to kind of like reiterate what I'm trying to put forward. Um, but I think you have to turn it up if you just reminder on that one. Okay, here's the plan. You and I are gonna come in, okay? You'll be watching up. We're going in hot, we're going in fast. Then we're coming out. You, back, 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 boom, boom, in and out. Let's do this. It only takes a second for things oh. to go wrong. Kids streaming on the internet is no different. Oh. Safely stream thousands of kids shows screened by real people. Available for free on your favorite devices. Kadoodle.tv. Safe streaming for kids. Ten minutes, Doug. I was gone ten minutes. I mean, thanks, did, Brenda. Does everybody relate? You know, maybe. Anyway, right. Uh, hit, hit, hit. Thank you. We're slightly uh, pressed for time, so we're, Lucy, we're going to head to you now. Okay. Let's talk about you. Sky. Um, so Sky, um, I also have a few slides to show you. Um, before I get going, what I would say is that. Um, everything we do for kids at Sky is based on two words, um, love and trust. We want to create and show content that is loved by kids and trusted by parents. And it really is that simple. Um, unlike a lot of the other um, speakers on this panel, we are organised rather differently. Um, we have not only um, a huge on-demand library, but we also have 11 live channels. Um, and our partner channels are absolutely at the heart of everything that we do, and they're incredibly important to us. So, um, you know, we get great content from those partners who are um, Turner, Viacom, Disney. We also have um, the free-to-airs as part of our kid pack. 
Kids Pack, and we also create original programming. Um, in terms of Sky Kids and the journey that we've been on over the last few years, we've really um, looked at the environment in which kids watch content. So we've made a lot of improvements in terms of discoverability. Um, we have a kids app, which is a very safe space for all our content to be found. We have um, our OTT offer, Now TV, which is a separate kids pass. We create content. We also create and license games, um, which go onto our kids pack. And again, those games come from our partners. So you will find SpongeBob and you will find um, sort of Cartoon Network games alongside um, commissioned games, which we make with a focus on educational and learning. So you can learn to code or you can learn maths, but you can learn that by making smoothies and you kind of don't realise you're mm. learning. Um, and we have um, our kids app available on mobile phone as well as on tablet. In terms of what next, this year we've um, introduced Kids Safe Mode on our set-top box, which means that you can lock your set-top box into Kids Mode and only kids programming can be accessed and you need a pin to get back out of it. So, I mean, we've probably all been there where you've been watching The Walking Dead the night before and then Saturday morning comes and the kids put the telly on and then it's boom, they're straight in with all the um, shows that they shouldn't be accessing. So um, kids safe mode, you put that on and any time and it locks your box. We've made big improvements to our um, UI on Sky Plus. And we've also um, got two really great things coming soon. One is um, we're putting movies from Sky Cinema into our kids app. Um, and we're also launching our relationship with Common Sense Media, which is really exciting. And again, comes down to that... Um, what I was talking about, about trust. But also from parents, we hear that they don't just want an age rating. They want a bit more information, a bit more nuance mm -hmm. to why something may or may not be right for their child. And I think choice is really important for kids, but it's also important for adults to be making those decisions. And a lot of parents want to know a bit more about a show or a movie before... Um, they decide that it's right for their child. So that's coming soon as well. Um, and to put a, um, his, a, in terms of the acquisitions we make and why we make them, we get great content from our partners. A lot of it is American. Um, so we do tend to land more heavily on the side of British content when it comes to acquisitions. Um, so we'll buy premium, high-quality wonderful shows we also have a package every year from the bbc again great content and we want that to be available on demand in terms of commissions again we do um land heavily on the british content but we basically look for things that are original distinctive and premium um, so three examples there of things that have worked really well for us. Morph is an iconic, beloved brand. It's, I mean, nobody could argue with um, the quality of what Ardman create. Um, but we've really been able to make different types of content. So we've made um, shorts, which they were already very famous and popular for doing those Morph shorts. But we also made a series uh, that inspires kids to make their own films called Make Your Own Movies with Merlin. 
Um, we made some little seasonal shorts, so we've had been able to sprinkle those throughout the year with Christmas, Easter, um, summer, etc. Then moving on to Moomin Valley, which is sort of a completely different um, end of the spectrum in terms of the scale of it. So that was 26 half hours. Season one went out this Easter and season two will go out um, this Christmas. And that was, you know, when that came to us, it was just absolutely obvious just how vast and epic the scale and ambition there was behind this project and that worked for us because we could play it on sky one which is our um live channel but we could also put it into all the kids spaces and then i've put aliens love underpants in there um as an example of something that started very small uh we brought that to life first as a series of 12 very very silly music videos they were so popular we immediately added lyrics and did a karaoke version and then because that was so popular we made a half hour special um which went out on sky one and then onto sky kids last christmas um other examples of shows that we've made in the last year we've um we had a you know if, if people say what do you look for um, we're looking for things we haven't already got and that sounds really kind of obtuse but actually given the richness that we get from our partner channels there's absolutely no point me doing a show that might look as if it could come from Cartoon Network because we have Cartoon Network so Mm. if you bring me something that looks like a Nick Jr show I'm not going to do it (laughs) Um, so we look for formats or genres or underserved audience segments so just to give you a little idea of what's worked recently the Athena was a um, 26 half hours British drama about a bunch of um, 19, 20 year olds in their first year at art school. And it was all about friendship and finding a voice and being independent. Um, and then we made that with Brinkoid Productions, which has been an amazing um, success for us. Play Your Pets Right is something we made with the amazing guys at Lion. Um, really daft working with children and animals but it was you know comedy very funny works incredibly well Uh, but that sort of light entertainment again something we don't get a lot of from our partner channels Um, and then FYI which we're really proud of which is our weekly news show it's absolute nightmare to make a weekly news show presented by kids for kids but it was just vital for us given that Sky News is such a global leader in um, news gathering um, it seemed obvious that there should be a kids version of um, the news and that we should be focusing on all the things that kids are interested in and that the stories that perhaps they don't understand you know we hear an awful lot about Syria for example but for a eight-year-old who may not understand and actually me too I've learned a lot um, how did it start who's involved so we unpick some of those big stories And then we're also incredibly keen to make screen time count and make sure that it's time well spent. So on our kids app, we have a lot of games, um, quizzes, creative arts studio, etc. And we also have worked really hard this year um, with the guys at Night Zookeeper on the first animated TV series that was co-created by kids where we went out to schools, we did workshops, we had a website for submissions. We had over 150,000 submissions. We reached 2 million children and created 10 
um, episodes of um, beautiful animation, which Carrot did for us in London. And that's it. Thanks, Lucy. So we've got a couple of minutes left. Are there any questions from the audience? Yeah, and just went straight up there in the middle row, please. Hello. All quite interesting uh, and to learn about these things. I'm from Belgium and there's a lot of UK platforms that we haven't met yet. But I was wondering, um, I'm, I'm a producer and yeah, working towards um, producing children's content also, but I was wondering, according to the apps, how do you market it towards the parents because they are the ones making the choices? That's maybe something that was not touched upon. Um, how do you reach them to, to log into your app or take a, sub, well, a subscription to your app and not another one, for instance? So, because I didn't get a chance to ask you two questions, do one of you two want to answer that one? I mean, I'm different than her, obviously. She's, you know... Uh, yeah, we're kind of, it's kind of chalk and cheese. I mean, she's Sky, Sky. obviously. Just, <laughs> Sky's really just involved like Comcast. <laughs> uh, for us, it's... Obviously, we're on deck. We're partner with Apple, Roku. Um, Roku does... We're doing a huge partnership right now around Lego content all month. Uh, that'll be shifting um, with our different advertisers um, on that. They're a big partner for us, same with Apple. Uh, we're launching on Amazon Fire this week. Um, obviously, I mentioned telecom operators. Uh, we were the, one of the first companies to be doing that. So we're on deck. So if you go to the Caribbean and you buy a phone with Digicel, we're on deck with that phone. It's all powered through our technology. So that's a major, obvious, easy point of entry. I also mentioned we're building a mom army, which essentially means, you know, millions of dollars to some ad agency um, but we're a fully funded company so that's a fun conversation you have nice swag bags um, and interesting ideas uh, but that's how we're doing it and obviously it's you know our engagement we're over 100 million um, views right now per month so you know that changes q4 is huge for us it depends on the show it depends on a social strategy it depends on what day it is, right? So summer is going to be increased, holidays are increased, um, and it just continues to grow. Um, obviously, as things continue to build, we'll be speaking more to moms directly, but we haven't really had to do a lot of you know, TV commercials, for example, or billboards. It's just it's growing naturally because it's good content, right? And it's the curated content conversation about, you know, having a nice selection. Again, I'm serving children under 12, so I've got mm -hmm. a large audience to cater to. Um, just regarding saying YouTube isn't safe for kids, I totally agree. But the YouTube Kids app, um, that's, I think, doing a bit of a better job. I don't know your views on that. Kids. Kids don't like it. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say that. Yeah. It's a whole video when you enter the thing, and it's. I think it has a lot of work to do, and to make an app proper, as you all know, is is very expensive. And you know, YouTube's a lost leader for Alphabet, and they don't talk about that very much. Um, and it's a really a mechanism to sell more toys at this point. It needs to evolve, but I think that's all happening behind the scenes. Um, I hope it does. There should be something like that for kids, and. For all these people who are making money, you know, and it's a major part of their, their line and their budget. And I think, you know, we all use YouTube. I do. I found out how to get blood out of my carpet last week. It was really useful. <laughs> I will... Sounds like an interesting story, Lister. So there's that. <laughs> that's that, the whole... <laughs> 
just call nine nine. And there is some <laughs> and there is some fantastic content there. I'm not gonna say there isn't. Um, and for kids there is a lot of fantastic content on YouTube. The difficulty is when you have something as a suggestion next mm -hmm. that might not be as great as the thing you went in for. You know, and somebody said earlier it's six clicks away from disaster. Actually, it's not. It's much, much quicker to get to something that you shouldn't be watching. And the Kids app is a really good attempt by YouTube to make it safer, but it's not perfect. And, you know, the research that we do is that it's, you know, kids don't like it. And one of the reasons that kids don't like it is we talk about kids. And actually, you know, at Sky, we go from age 1 to 12. Within that 1 to 12 audience, there are many, many different audiences. And you can't have a kids app that demonstrates the breadth that YouTube stretches to all in one app. It just doesn't work. Okay, well, I'm sure that conversation will continue. Um, so that just leaves me to thank my panellists. Thank you all. And thanks for watching. Thank you.